Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. Hey everyone, I'm your host Chris Sands. Today I'm in, this is Odenton, right? Yep. Yeah, Odenton, Maryland at Crook Crab Brewing Company. This is episode 248 of the Uncapped Podcast, and I'm joined by one of the founders, Earl Holman, and the head brewer, is that your official title? I should ask uh, that beforehand. Yes. So you just call whatever you... Yeah, I, I don't mean, know. I mean, yeah. You can come up with something more creative if you want. Uh, Jedi, Brew Jedi Brewmaster. Jedi Brewmaster Adam Osborne. Thank you for having me out, gentlemen. Yeah. Thanks for coming out. Um, I know I, I've done, I think, two Crooked Crab episodes, but we're just going to do this and pretend like we've never had you on before. So we just tell the whole crooked crab story because i think when you were on we didn't do that yeah because that was a thing with bam also right i mean that's right it was was the combined friday i think yeah it was the combined so even you and i have never done a proper yeah unkept yeah without those bam people right inserting themselves into it or probably was most likely the other way around um and who knows if dan told the story correctly so yeah you can't trust him um, yeah, we don't trust Dan, so we'll want to get the story from Earl. Sure. And then, obviously, we need Adam's whole story of how he got into brewing and all that fun stuff. But first, I want to talk about the Oozle Finch FML Festival. I have no idea what FML stands for, but it's going to be an amazing good time. Saturday, November 20th, so only in a couple weeks, uh, there is a ridiculous, amazing lineup of breweries that will be there. Um, if you go to fmlfest21.eventbrite.com, you can get tickets and a list of uh, all the breweries that will be there. And if you just check out my Instagram, I'll be posting a lot about it because I'm excited to be there. What do we want to talk about first, gentlemen? Do we want to tell the story first or do we want to talk about the most exciting thing going on? The uh, most exciting thing going on? Yeah, I would start with the uh, excitement. Don't bury the lead. Yeah. Goes a fat, which... I, I am, I'm really happy with what we landed on. Yeah. Um, so we did a beer together. It's, um, per what I do, it has mango and pineapple in it. Which, you know, one of my favorite combos right there. It, I mean, it just, if it's not just a regular classic style beer, it should have mango and pineapple in it. And like, that's. And those are probably just rules to live by. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the, um, the artwork is amazing, even though Earl doesn't get it. Uh, <laughs> not a big uh, Empire Strikes Back guy? I, I'm just not. A, I, I like Star Wars. I'm just not as big of a nerd as you two are. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> I mean, I will, I will proudly take that compliment. Yeah. But yeah so the... I mean, we may as well just describe the label, too, now. Uh, it has Goza Fett, because it's not copyright infringement. Um, uh, he may look like a certain other bounty hunter with a similar name, uh, but Goza Fett is pulling... Well, I guess he doesn't really pull it. It just kind of follows him. The yeah, carbon, it kind of just floats, I guess. Uh, the Carbonite... What is it? Does it have, they've never really given it. I'm sure in some of like the deep cut stuff it says what the name <laughs> is, but a carbonite sled uh, 
with a whole bunch of pineapples and mangoes. Yeah, he's on got it. he's got his bounty of yeah. uh, pineapple, mango, uh, a little bit of lime. Uh, I think there's like a droid-looking salt shaker maybe thrown in there, yes. or maybe that was yeah. one of the other concepts. But uh, you know, um, but the only reason I'm like throwing shade at Earl is because it is a very recognizable scene. <laughs> and it was like Earl was trying to explain it to me like I was going to be confused of why it looked that way. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. It's supposed to be a scene from some movie. <laughs> yeah. If you're talking original trilogy here, like, you know, you don't need to tone it down. Well, that's fair. I, I you know. I don't know how big of a Star Wars fan you are. I know Adam's a big Star Wars fan. Apparently yeah. larger than you are. Larger than me. That's fair. <laughs> um, I would say I'm at the right amount. I'm not obsessed, but I have a strong appreciation. Sure. That's fair. Um, <laughs> but it's an Imperial Goza, um, yep. which I've never had before. We've never done before either. Yeah. So it's going to be definitely fun to... Um, Tastes what an imperial goza tastes mm. like. I'm sure it will taste like a delicious goza. Yeah. With yeah, the yeah. amazing fruits of pineapple and mango. <laughs> <laughs> Just a hint of uh, Tahiti lime. Yeah, if it's anything like our Punchline series, which is it's pretty similar, um, I think people are going to enjoy it a lot. Which I love the Punchline series yeah. and the Fruits Walk Into a Bar series and all the nerd stuff you guys do. Well, the punchline series is that came to be because it's the imperial version yeah, of I, the walked into a bar, right? Not not a lot of people know that, you know, everybody asked us what's the punchline to the walked into a bar joke, so we just created the punchline, which is just our, you know, higher octane, higher ABV, more fruit, more extreme. So, I've never paid close enough attention. Do they come out with like the same fruits at the same time or is there is it not symbiotic now um i'm trying to think if we've ever i don't think we've ever like doubled down okay. and, and did two at the same time or anything like that but uh, yeah like i know i can't decide if that would be really cool or if it would just be repetitive i think sales wise it might not be the best decision yeah i don't think we've ever even done a punchline with the same fruits as I walked into a bar. I think it's been completely different. Okay. Yeah, we just kind of mix it up every time. Yeah. So so when you came up with walks into a bar, like the punchline series hadn't been thought of yet. Like Correct. That, that was a customer inspired yeah, line. For the most part. That's pretty cool yeah. though. I like that you Yeah. So it well, was probably uh I think the first time we did it, maybe we were almost two years into having the brewery that or a year and a half at least. Yeah. Took a while. Like we were, we had been doing the walked into a bar for, you know, forever. Yeah. Year, year and a half at that point. And then a lot of people were just like, well, what's the punchline? And I don't know, kind of turned into a thing, <laughs> I guess. Well, I we kind of wanted to brew like a higher gravity, like a higher ABV yeah. sour anyways. That's something, you know, it's maybe a little bit more challenging than for and 4.6% walked into a bars. Um, so yeah, that was just I mean, there aren't a lot of, um, like a series. There aren't a lot of series of, uh, sours that are higher ABV. They're usually te- topping out at like 6% most of the time. Mm-hmm. Right. If you can call them 6% for a lot of them, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I trust 
any any brewery when they put up when I put a percentage on the can. Sure. <laughs> you can trust ours. Ours are legit. And people, I, I mean, like, you know, we, we did, I think the biggest one we did was the painkiller. Is that right? Yeah, I was think that, that was nine. And it's every bit of 9%. I yeah. mean, if you haven't eaten and you haven't had anything to drink and that's your first beer of the day and you drink a full pint of it, you will feel it. I can, I can attest to that. <laughs> it was delicious and dangerous yep. because it all, like, it was so good. Uh, there was not a hint of 9% in it. So it kind of just went down like a cup of refreshing water. Yep. And <laughs> it should not have been treated as such. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that. so the Punchline series was, it, it's been pretty popular. So we have to, you know, we like to keep that going um, and just try to, we try to keep it unique and we try to do fun things that like, we haven't done before with the, it's kind of an excuse to use it as a creative outlet for, yeah. for new styles or new flavors. Um, and by extension, the, this beer that goes a fet is, is something that we've never done before. So it's, it's fun. It's a challenge. Um, but I think that people are going to really enjoy it. I'm really looking forward to it. Especially the people that get the obscure label reference sure <laughs> very obscure <laughs> obviously that dictates the uh the quality of the beer inside too yeah. so well 100 i mean not 100 percent 99.5 yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know extra uh extra high rating just for uh label quality unfortunately i <laughs> like there's nothing but truth behind that i think <laughs> Um, I mean, there's definitely a lot of truth. Or um, you, there's so many times where, like, I'll try a beer, and it's just phenomenal. And mm-hmm. then you'll look at the rating of it, and it's, like, a f- oh, sometimes a full point lower than what you expect. And you're like, I know damn well if this just had XYZ Brewery's mm-hmm. name on it, it would have been rated a four, a four and a half and above. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, that's a whole separate discussion. We don't need yeah. to. Get yeah, down we that won't go down. Home, the, literally, do an entire we, podcast yeah. on that. <laughs> we, we won't go into the negativity. Um, so, where did the name Crooked Crab come from? Oh man, Crooked Crab. Well, um, you know, when we so Crooked Crab was founded by myself and Alex and Dan, my two partners in this, and when you know we're all from maryland born and raised and when we had this idea of opening a brewery we wanted to be a maryland brewery we wanted to be a a, a brewery for marylanders and you know um we wanted that to show in our branding um so the the first name we actually came up with was blue crab brewing company we're like it's perfect it's so maryland like it's just on the nose and we went to get the name trademarked and the trademark got rejected because there's a winery in Virginia that makes a brand of wine called Blue Crab Wine. And the USPTO doesn't distinguish between beer and wine when it comes to trademarks. It's all just alcohol. So, and that would be dangerous now too, though, with so many uh, crossover producers. Like, yeah. And it's, I mean, don't even get me started on trying to come up with names for, for beers and everything else. It's ridiculous. So, I mean, yeah, we were going back and forth on, on names for a while, but we, we liked the, the crab thing. 
we were kind of like drawn towards that. So we were just texting names each other uh, to each other back and forth. And most of them were really, really bad names. And <laughs> what's one um, of the worst ones? Well, so so I texted Dan, uh, "What do you think about cooked crab?" And he misread the text as crooked crab. And he said, "Oh, crooked crab. That's a good name." I said, "Yes, that is a good name. Hundred <laughs> percent done." Um, so we kind of stumbled on it by accident, but you know the alliteration's nice. It's it's Maryland. It's you know. But what what was one of the worst ideas? Oh gosh, probably something that Alex mentioned. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't even know. He's the bad idea comer upper. Sure, I'll throw I'll throw him under the bus because he's not here. <laughs> I um let's take a real quick sponsor break and then um we'll talk about how Crooked Crab came to be like the brewery itself, not just the name, because. Uh, When Dan was on, he took credit for everything. So we probably should set that record straight. Set the record straight. Mm -hmm. So we will be right back. Uncapped is brought to you by one of Frederick's original Maryland craft beer destinations, located off of Urbana Pike, featuring a warm, inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh, locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap. Open seven days a week, our friends at Roast House Pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch, happy hour specials, delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, mom's spaghetti dinner battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday. Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts, Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together, to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs, or one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. So how did um, Crooked Crab come to be? Well, um, it was probably started back in, I want to say, 2015. Um, I had been, at that point, I'd been homebrewing for a while. Um, You know, I was... I was a project manager for an IT company. Um, that's what I did in a former life. IT and sucks. Yeah, um, you could say that. All I do um, every day when I have to deal with whatever thing has happened. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I, I mean, that was my day job, but I was homebrewing on the side, uh, you know, and, and I love beer. I love visiting breweries and I love talking to, to other people about beer. Um, and I, I always had it in my mind that I would love to do that for a living. I would love to start a brewery, but, um, you know, I don't know anything about running a business or, you know, social media or any of that nonsense, you know, accounting and financing and taxes. Um, so I was uh, all the really important stuff, right? Like running a business. I know beer, but like everything else is kind of a little bit over my head at that point. So I, I played a round of golf with, Alex and Dan, um, you know, I went to college with them, so I've known them for a while. Um, Where'd you guys go to school? University of Maryland. Okay. So um, everything is Maryland. Pure Maryland. Yeah. Uh, go Terps. And Give a flag on you somewhere. 
Uh, There's got to be. No, I don't. That's unfortunately. kind of shocking. Actually, I was wearing Maryland flag socks yesterday. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have them on today. Um, so, you know, I just kind of like shot in the dark, like told them, you know, because they'd had some of my beers, some of my homebrews before. And they're like, yeah, you know, they're pretty good, like as far as homebrews go. Um, and I told them, like, Doesn't yeah. Doesn't that quantifier always feel good? Whenever yeah. you can? <laughs> as oh, far yeah. as homebrews, yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, they didn't suck. We'll put it that way. For something I expected to taste horrible, this is really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is great for being free. Right. <laughs> and they su- were, you know, surprisingly receptive to the idea. Um, I think at that point, we didn't think that it would actually go through. You know, how many times have you had some beers and you're like, oh, we should start a brewery? Like, yeah, totally. That's an awesome idea. But I was actually serious about it. Um, so I went home and I wrote a business plan, um, or a preliminary business plan, sent it over to them. And I'm like, Hey, I'm serious did about you this. Did you Google guys how are. to write a business plan first? I did, I did not. Okay. Uh, I, I may have got some templates off of Google. Um, and it just kind of snowballed from there and it, it got a little bit more and more and more real as time went on. And then eventually we just went all in. Um, I quit my job in 2017 went full-time for the brewery then and we opened our doors in early 2018 now were were you the original brewer did you or did you hire a brewer no we hired a brewer okay um so that was another thing that you know once we started looking at all the different responsibilities that would fall under me you know brewing is a full-time job and there's so much stuff going on back there and i had no professional experience uh, we thought that it would be a lot easier for me to do all of the management of the, you know, front of house and sales and a lot of the, you know, reporting and everything else that has to go on. And then we just hire somebody who knows what they're doing back there. Um, so we hired Andrew, was our original head brewer. He came over from a, a brewery in Oregon, I think he was working at at the time. Well, um, you also, you opened up at a scale that you can't just wing it. Sure. Like, like, well, I mean, there's plenty of, like really tiny breweries that started out and like in the same vein had no idea what they were doing um but they were at a small enough scale that they could figure things out but you guys went all in from the beginning and we did that on purpose i mean yeah i guess we bet on ourselves a little bit but you know so many breweries that that open with you know one barrel systems or three barrel systems whatever they outgrow those in months you know what i mean and that was you know we didn't want to find ourselves investing in a ton of equipment that we're just only going to use for six months and then have to reinvest in a bunch more like we'd rather just invest in that up front and then you know grow into it and lo and behold we're three years in and we're already at our capacity and we're already looking to to try to expand and get more tanks so what um what size brew house do you have It, it it's a 15 barrel yeah, so uh, 15 barrel, two vessel, direct fire. Um, but uh, all of our tanks are 30 barrels, so we'll double brew in a day to fill one of those. It, <clears throat> I don't think I've ever asked this question. Is that always the better approach? Because like, even like huge production breweries mm-hmm. double brew, right? Oh, like even ones even where... Even more it, than that. Yeah, okay, so there's... So, um, it's rare where you like you would never fit a brewery out where it's a one-to-one ratio between the brew house and tanks yeah if you have 40 barrel tanks your brew house is most likely going to be something like a 20 barrel Um, but you invest in a brew house that you can 
turn multiple batches in a reasonable amount of time so that you could say brew two to four times in a day to fill a couple of tanks. Because the bottleneck becomes the uh, the tanks, not the brew house. So if you if you have a 15 barrel brew house and all your tanks are 15s, you could pump more out of that brew house, but you don't have tank space to put the beer into. So it's more okay. efficient to yeah. have larger tanks because you could do multiple brews in a day. Yeah, you're you're talking minimum uh, two week residence time in a tank, but you know. But like, is the is the cost difference between so like if you're like you guys for example, mm. you have 30 barrel fermenters is the cost difference between buying a 15 and a 30 barrel brew house such a difference that it doesn't make sense to go to that 30 barrel or is it just that because of the just the brewing process of like how long it takes and you're not really doing stuff the entire time that it just makes more sense to just do double barrels or double batches the cost of the fermenters themselves is not that different between a 15 and a 30. I mean, Mm. 30s are a little bit more expensive, but you know, it makes more sense. You can brew 15 barrels into a 30 barrel tank also. Like you don't have to, you don't have to double brew into those. So that's, that was our idea. Like at first we'll just brew 15s into these and we'll grow into it. And then, you know, lo and behold, we started selling more than that. We needed to start double batching everything. And, And now all of our tanks are full all the time. So now we need more tanks. So we can still pump more out of our brew house. We just don't have anywhere anywhere to put the beer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I came on maybe eight months into the brewery being open. And I think at that point, you know, Haze for Days was already uh, 30 barrel batches all the time. And it was, you know, some of the slower moving brands like a brown ale or whatever would be 15s. But um, we were already scaling up at that point. So. Yeah, I don't know why I went so far down that road. I guess it was just something I never thought about before. No, like, yeah. It's like the thought process between sizing and um, the, like, because I guess it, it's also more flexibility too, because it, you, is there, is there negatives to like, if you had a much larger brew house, but you only wanted to do a 15 barrel batch of something, are there negatives to using a large brew house to do smaller batches or does that... Um, Does that not matter? I mean, we wouldn't be able to half batch or anything on our brew house. So okay. if we wanted to scale, so you down, always need like at a, with a brew house, you always need to kind of if use it at capacity with the way they work. Uh, if your safety features on the brew house are set up properly, you shouldn't. There, there should be a minimum amount you can put into it. So, okay. you know, I think we can, so we that can, make, that may, that, yeah. that's probably the number so for, one driver then, right? Yeah. For higher gravity beers, we actually scaled down the, uh, the boil size. So we'll max out the mash ton with as much grain as possible. And we'll probably run off maybe 10 or 11 barrels into the kettle or 12 barrels and then boil for a couple hours, uh, boil it down. But then yeah, you really, you can't necessarily do like a, a full half batch. I think we have a, a level sensor that kicks on after maybe eight barrels in the kettle. So you can't really boil unless there's anything less than, or any less than that. So what, uh, what, um, what's the reasoning behind that? Like what's that safety feature for? Like if it's too low, what would happen? Uh, yeah, you'd scorch the hell out of the the wart okay um it's with uh so we have a a direct fire brew house so there's just a giant gas burner underneath it 
So there's a minimum amount that needs to go in there before you can turn that on. If we were, say, a steam, uh, steam powered or steam heated uh, jacketed kettle, there might not be as, uh, I don't know, intense of a safety feature on there. Okay. But I've, I haven't worked on many steam systems, so I couldn't tell you. In general, though, I find that more people want to brew more beer instead of, instead of half patches. Yeah. Um, so like we've never found ourselves in a position of wanting to do like, I just less, don't want to like make any more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. From it, I, I, re- I have a notebook from when I first started here and it was, I think week one, I was already planning out how, how to more efficiently double batch in one day rather than how do I brew less volume yeah. on this system because you know from from the get-go i was thinking about how are we going to scale up how are we going to add more tanks where are we going to put them like i mean our brewery is i would say we have a bit more space in our cellar than what some people are used to but um everything kind of makes sense based on how we how we brew our beers and ease of workflow and and, and all that so yeah it's it's got to be a lot easier to work when you're not turning around and just running into another oh, yeah. row of. <laughs> uh, I've got I've got scars on my uh, on my back from running into valves <laughs> in in you know other cellars I've worked in. So, do you um, so do you guys have room for more fermenters, or will you have to like swap out to go with individually larger ones? Right now we don't really have space for more um but we did just sign a lease for the space next door to us um nice so Mm -hmm. we are planning on adding some more tanks um i mean that's the primary driver for that um so we're planning on adding more tanks over there well is it going to be all just an expansion of production or will you expand the tap room at all well we're still figuring that out we'll probably do something front of house um you know we haven't final finalized those plans yet but at a minimum we know that we need to make more beer right now yeah um so we, we just can't keep up with the demand uh which is a good problem to have um thankfully people like it's like one of those good but frustrating ones mm-hmm. yeah it's it's you know we have to say no to a lot of people which sucks because um, we want to get as much beer out there as we can but we just you know thankfully people want our stuff so you know we need to make more um and we just don't have we don't have the tank space to put it right now so we're you know that's the the, the primary driver for expanding we probably will do something front of house but that's you know stay tuned hey, well the you have a, a fairly large tap room yes. like, especially comparatively hmm. so the, do you do you find it at capacity often or is there more than you'd think yeah, I mean, I mean Fridays and Saturdays. Busy, then, um, there's, there's a lot of seats in here. Yeah, mo- honestly, we, we can get pretty full on the weekends, um, especially if we have any kind of event going on. Um, it it fills up pretty quick. Um, so, the, you know, there is some demand for some seats. I unfortunately don't think I've ever been here while you were open. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're a solid hour from me. Yeah, I don't find <laughs> I don't I don't find myself often thinking like, huh, 
want to go out tonight. I'm going to drive out to Odenton. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of people travel out here on the weekends and yeah. it helps now that there are some other breweries in the area too. You know, Firm just opened up yeah. recently and you know, Forward is now open down in, in Eastport. Um, so there's there's more of a of a draw to come yeah, to Anne Arundel a, County. This has become a more a of a destination beer tourist destination. Mm-hmm. Sure, and Guinness is only like ten or fifteen minutes up the road from us. So that you know, there's more. We get a lot more traffic on the weekends of just of beer tourists, so to speak, yeah. um, coming out. Um, the but I I, li- I like your tap room. It's I going to ones where it's super cramped inside, especially now. Mm. Um, like it's not always the most appealing thing. Like, I mean, do you tip it like pre pandemic? Did you have more seating in here or was it always this spread out? No, it was, it was about this. Okay. Um, Cause you could definitely fit more in if, do they even have those restrictions anymore? Do you have, we don't know. Yeah. They, okay. they lifted yeah, those. Okay. Um, yeah, we, when, I mean, we have a, Oh, like the county ish, like we have a maximum capacity of people that we can fit oh, in yeah. our tap room, but uh, we don't have as many seats as that. So, you know, when we would have a really oh, yeah, busy I mean, day, you could definitely, like, I mean, I have no idea what they consider safe or anything, um, <laughs> but there are very few hospitality focused businesses that there is as much spacing provided to people. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully we've got a, a pretty good footprint and we have, you know, a lot of the tables are fairly spaced out, yeah. uh, which it's helps nice. now. Yeah. yeah. You're not crawling over top of people. If you need to go use the restroom or get another beer, it's mm. like everything flows well here. And I love the, um, the sound panels that I never would have known were that until you told me about it. Yeah. It's <laughs> aesthetic, but, uh, functional at the same time. Cause that's another thing that can get very irritating when, and especially if you're recording something in a place is most breweries are just cavernous open areas of hard surfaces mm-hmm. that it's nothing but echo. That was the, like the biggest complaint that we heard from people when we first opened was it was way too loud in here because like you said it's you know it's all just like concrete and drywall and large ceilings and the the acoustics were terrible um so we added a bunch of sound panels and you know it's not perfect but it's definitely made a a big difference it's good though i mean it like i feel like this podcast is going to sound really well it's it also helps that we're not open right now well yeah i mean that definitely (laughs) would although yeah, well, that just adds to the character. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> we are uh, we are both dog and baby friendly, so um, there's yeah. all kinds of oh, noises. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, all kinds of noises on the Saturday afternoon when you're in here, and you know we're not we're not going to touch on either of those things. That's like one of the <laughs> easiest ways to start a argument in yeah. any craft beer circle. Yeah. <laughs> there are a few few things that'll. <laughs> that'll ignite an argument more than talking about whether or not a children and dogs are allowed yeah, someplace. Yeah. Both ways. People are very That's what I mean. Like they're ways. very, very passionate about their opinions on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but let's take uh, one more quick sponsor break and then let's talk about Adam's brewing story a little bit. Sure. So we'll be right back. I buy my beer at District East in downtown Frederick, Maryland. They have an amazing selection of local and hard-to-find beers, and I love the option of making my own mix-and-match custom six-pack. 
District East is on Northeast Street in Frederick in the same shopping center as Showroom Restaurant and Rockwell Brewery. Most weeks they have over 950 beers in stock. Check out this week's selection at www.districteastbeer.com. To all you craft breweries, wineries, and distilleries out there, listen up. Atlantic Custom Solutions is the real deal in providing you branded growlers, ceramics, glassware, and accessories like koozies, coasters, and keychains. Their high-definition digital printing, organic ink, and low-fire process ensures your brand is printed in ultra-high definition, giving you a one-up on the competition. We've used Atlantic Custom Solutions for uncapped branded glassware and couldn't be happier with it. Check them out. Visit www.brandmybeverage.com or give them a call at 434-286-4500 to learn more about how they can help you brand your business. McClintock Distilling is Maryland's first and only certified organic distillery, handcrafting gins, whiskeys, vodkas, and cordials from non-GMO organic ingredients in downtown Frederick. Named the best vodka distillery in the country by USA Today, best gin in the world at the International Spirits Competition, and double gold at the World Spirits Competition for bourbon, rye, and gin. Open now for tours, tastings, and classes. Come sample the most awarded distillery in Frederick today. All right, Adam, how did you get into brewing? So, uh, like most, you know, people, I uh, drank a lot of beer in college. Um, I used to work. What did you drink? What was Oof. your What was your college experience beer choice? Natty for me. Oh, well, it was like, I, mean, uh, I went to Maryland. I mean, come on. So, uh, could you be any more Maryland? <laughs> <laughs> if I if I said that um, a, a soft that Maryland blue crabs are trash. Would you punch me? No. Okay. I'm not that opinionated. You're not, you're not that Maryland? <laughs> no, no. Old I'm Bay just, is garbage. Well, you're wrong, but... <laughs> yeah, that's... that's no, I, I, lo- I love Old Bay. Yeah. <laughs> I've almost... Actually, I have this year marked the tipping point where I've lived in Maryland longer than I lived outside of Maryland. So I think that makes me an official Marylander now. Where right? were you from originally? Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. Hmm. That's basically Maryland. I don't think anyone from Pittsburgh would agree yeah. with that. Yeah. I mean, it's close. I mean, Maryland. It's Maryland adjacent. <laughs> I think for most people in um, <clears throat> Pittsburgh, Maryland is the place where Ocean City is, um, and it houses the worst football team in the world. Like that. Ooh. That's fighting words. I'm, <laughs> I'm just telling you what the average opinion of someone that lives in Pittsburgh would be of Maryland. That's fair. That's fair. We are in Ravens territory here, so a solid, solidly yes. in Ravens territory. <laughs> but I, I have assimilated to the point where I stopped saying yins, although I never really was one of those people. I say soda instead of pop. Um, and I put Old Bay on almost everything. So you're a Marylander now. You're a true Marylander. Yeah, I think you're officially a, Mar- a Marylander. The hot Old Bay, though. That's, that's where the, it's at. Yeah, the hot Old Bay is so much better than the... 100%. And the Old Bay hot sauce is as good as the hype. Yep, 100%. All right. Sorry, Adam. Uh, yeah, no, whatever. <laughs> um, so uh, I went to school in Pennsylvania uh, for college. Where'd you go? Uh, Penn State. Okay. State College. I went to Pitt. And states off. Oh, yeah, I know. Was, <laughs> I mean, I agree with you on that. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad we could find a common ground. As a Terp grad. Yeah. 
Uh, so cheap beer of choice was uh, Lion's Head. I know, you know, you being from Pennsylvania, I don't know if you ever tried that. They uh, no, I never. It was, uh, we called it the poor man's yingling. Okay. Um, they brewed it in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. I know. Uh, I had a, fr- a good friend of mine yeah. is from Wilkesbury. Oh man. It's Wilkes-Barre, isn't it? I have no idea. It doesn't matter. I always, yeah, it's I'm not. I'm, so I'm not. <laughs> I'm not originally from Pennsylvania. I'm from uh, New Jersey. So okay. I probably said everything wrong, and you know, <laughs> still do. It was like the Lancaster. Br- the br- yeah, Lancaster, or uh, <laughs> I don't even know. But um, so I worked at a, uh, a bottle shop in college because Pennsylvania had weird liquor laws, and you could only buy beer in one store and liquor in the other. And now they've kind of opened it up a little bit, but mm. just made it just as confusing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally, totally confusing. So, um, yeah. But you so, can get Sheets collaboration beers now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be excellent. Uh, so I worked in a bottle shop, um, and when it was slow, I would just read all the labels for all the craft beers. Did you go and, in, were you in Happy Valley? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so I was. it was called Brewski's Bottle Shop, and we were – a block away from where all the frats started uh you know, where so you were, were busy oh we were bu- yeah saturday <laughs> saturday night it was like yeah it was wild in there the amount of uh milwaukee's best and you know natty light that we would sell but so i went to pit johnstown because hmm. uh, i wanted to go away to college in air quotes and if i would have went to pit oakland my parents would have made me be a commuter hmm. So I went to Pitt Johnstown, and Pitt Johnstown is a surprisingly big wrestling school. Hmm. Um, and so I hung out with the wrestlers because they had the good beer, and they had Rolling Rock. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but that was brewed in Latrobe at that time. Oh, yeah. They yeah. hadn't been purchased because uh, I'm old. Yeah. No, I, well, I was, so I was working at the bottle shop same time uh, that they were purchased, and I, we had people coming in for like – you know, months straight saying, Oh, do you still have the rolling rock that was made in Latrobe? Like they're going to change the recipe. Uh, you know, joke, like jokes, sure on, yeah, <laughs> jokes on them. It still tastes like cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> it was still better than Milwaukee's best. Yeah. Yep. So, um, but yeah, no, uh, I think similar story to yours. Uh, you know, I probably, I should have gone to school at Rutgers, but, um, I grew up close enough to, um, Rutgers campus that, you know, I didn't want to be a commuter. I wanted to actually go away to school. And I was like, oh, you know, what's far enough away? Pennsylvania. Cool. <laughs> um, what did you go to school for? Environmental science. Okay. Yeah. So um, uh, as a graduation gift, uh, because I was so into craft beer, um, Please say I it was got a Mr. Beer. Uh, it wasn't Mr. Oh. Beer. It was a um, uh, it was a uh, Cooper's home brewing. It was like the Australian version of okay. a Mr. Beer. <laughs> Um, it made some pretty terrible beer and, uh, <laughs> somehow I didn't throw everything away and quit. Um, and I, I stuck with it for a while. Um, and then eventually, you know, my job was, uh, it kind of shifted from environmental science to geography for some odd reason. And, uh, I kind of don't seem connected. I mean, I guess there's uh, yeah, some uh, connection. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, I don't know. I worked, so I did, I did, uh, environmental geography for a, uh, state organization that protected you know okay. wetlands and i mean i started out in psychology and then went to electronic engineering and here i am talking about beer oh hey yeah yeah <laughs> no rarely rarely do you stay you know i mean you know earl also a shining example uh rarely do you stay in the field that you yeah i was a computer started. science major in college mm. nothing to do with beer yeah <laughs> 
Um, so after, you know, after a few years of working in an office, realizing I can't stay in an office for the rest of my life, I got to do something different. Um, I would take, uh, sick days every other week on a Wednesday to go volunteer at a, at a brewery. Um, they're no longer around third wave brewing on the, oh, uh, yeah, down yeah. in Del Mar. They yeah. had the, um, the juice box yep. beers, right? Yeah. Never had one, but I remember their branding. Yeah. Yeah. So they, um, they were gracious enough to let me come in and hang out every other Wednesday and, and help them, you know, I don't know, clean kegs or whatever, just to get my, you know, get my feet wet with all of it. And, uh, I no idea how my, you know, manager didn't notice that I was, somehow somehow got food poisoning every other wednesday and uh called man, out this sick this guy is really yeah. not good at like, cooking i don't know man he must <laughs> keep buying discounted sushi every tuesday <laughs> so uh yeah so i did that um and uh about two years prior to that point um i you know i knew that i was i wanted to make a change at some point so i sent my resume out to um the university of california in davis um, to their brewing program and I was waitlisted and I was like, well, you know, I'll, when, when my number gets called, I'll, I'll see where I'm at in my life and, and make the call at that point. And as soon as I found out I got in I was like, well, you know, if I don't do this now, I'm going to regret it. So I went and quit my job and drove across the country to go, you know, study brewing at age 30. So were, were you there at the same time as Randy and um wasn't todd perkins there at the same time or were you there at the same time as randy because i think todd and randy went there together right uh they were not uh there at the same time okay. as me. i'm not sure uh, when that would have i been. think the two of them were there at the same time mm. or at a school at the same time mm. i think they went to school together oh, okay Randy um, from the newly opened burnish mm. previously uh, of. he yeah yeah i, I think he he might have done uh the siebel course that's right they completely uh, yeah, wrong yeah. they did siebel not yeah. yeah we had uh, i mean it was actually pretty cool once so no wonder you look so confused yeah, I, I, was saying I was like completely I was like, wrong mm, stuff <laughs> i don't know no, about that no, one. you idiot yeah. that's not where he went yeah yeah, yeah. feel no, free to just tell me when i'm completely wrong no, it's, it's gonna fine. happen often it's fine i'll just let you keep going um <laughs> <laughs> just dig your whole moron yeah <laughs> Uh, so after, um, you know, after doing the coursework out there in Davis, um, came back, worked for, uh, I don't know, should I, how, how should I say RAR, RAR? I, I'm not, so, I, I still, the official ruling is out on how to say it. Well, when you worked there, what did they, like when I don't you know. worked there, it was probably RAR, right? He it always was, calls it RAR. Uh, so actually when I first started was, I think they, oh no, had they rebranded from real real ale revival real revival whatever it was real no. real yeah real ale revival now they um i don't know i think, so we I just think at that point it was rar because it was an acronym yeah it's like mtv and, yeah yeah, yeah so. <laughs> um <laughs> uh but uh now i would now i would say that and everyone says this wrong oh well i mean they had the servers um and beer tenders had shirts that yeah, the, the that phonetically the spelled out yeah. rar yeah so i guess it's rar yeah we'll go with rar yeah uh but yeah we had a i mean we had a good uh, diverse background of brewing schools there so we had you know randy went to siebel 
Um, no, but, he didn't. He went, to UC. Yeah, he went to UC Davis. You're wrong. Uh, <laughs> How would you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Ben did Brewers Guild. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, I had Davis. So we were like, you know, the, the three, yeah, the, the tri- trifecta of brewing schools right there. What, what was the time frame you were there? Uh, it was, let's see summer 2015 okay. i believe until fall of 2018 when did i start here yeah, 2018 yeah so I that, started that, was, that was like the lots of hides oh yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah we um all the maryland my so, variations yep. the, that's my bike uh fun fun fact my my first day uh the the space that they have their canning line and everything in all the basically their entire fermentation cellar day one uh that was just an empty room and i had to go sweep it sweep the floor before we got the i don't know what was getting installed the next day but um randy gave me a growler of beer and said you know the work's gonna suck but just go over there drink some beer and <laughs> drinking cl- will make clean, it better yeah, go clean it up uh and so yeah and then by the time i had left it was um yeah we had all yeah, all the all the classics you know like hide with galaxy and yeah. you know uh you know maryland mosaic and all the you know those were you know a couple of my favorites but Quit kicking that. <laughs> You're the Chris. <laughs> um, th- that's my bike. That was the sour IPA, right? Yeah. That, okay. uh, that was, r- I love yeah, that. Yeah, they did bear. the whole Friday theme. Yeah. Yeah. And they got the, they bought the old ice cream truck and drove. I don't know if it was the same release, but they did. I mean, they did buy an ice cream truck. I think they, that uh, was just for the, um, there was the Neo, Neo, uh, yeah, we drove a, around. We drove around it to was a play um, on Napoleon, uh, Neapolitan, Neapolitan, Neapolitan. Is that the name? Neapolitan like complex. A, there you go. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I think that was part of the um, the ice cream truck stunt, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love that you. <laughs> Uh, part of that that whole uh, okay. stunt that you guys pulled. I mean, I guess maybe marketing campaign <laughs> would be a better, a more friendly uh, way to describe yeah, it. Yeah. I was so pissed when they did the um, this one of the last scavenger hunts they had, mm. and they hid Nessies all over the place. And one of them, they posted a picture of it along Carroll Creek. Mm-hmm. And my thought process was there's no way in hell that it's just along Carroll Creek. Because well cuz they had posted time frames of when like the mm. like when the treasure hunt would start. I'm like some homeless if it was along Carroll Creek, some homeless guy would find it and just throw it in the creek or something. Like can't like it can't be there. So like it's got to be most likely whoever sells the most raw in Frederick. Mm. So I use some connections <laughs> to find out who sells the most <laughs> raw in Frederick. So before anyone figured it out, like the next, I think it took two guesses mm. before anyone, anyone else showed up at white rabbit. So I was at white rabbit from the very beginning searching every damn inch of that stupid place. And Oh, uh, it was. I wore contacts that day, 
and my vision sucked when I had contacts <laughs> in, so I couldn't see this little tiny piece of a Nessie head sticking up over top of the, the um, tap wall. Oh, geez. So I didn't get it. But the guy that showed up there afterwards and was with me looking the whole time felt bad for me, so he gave me half the case. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Beer people are generally good people. They are. Yeah. And I and it, it was really kind of nice too because I had already bought stuff from that release. Mm. Like it was, I, there was whatever the release was. It was themed at something I really liked. I can't remember what it was now. So like, I think that was the first time I ever drove out for a, a can release. But I really wanted to find the stupid. Oh, it was night. I think it was Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh yeah, like the first time yep. they did it. Um, I just wanted to find that Nessie though because it was really cool, <laughs> but. Stupid eyesight. <laughs> uh, sorry. So I uh, interrupted your story. You, I don't even know where I was. <laughs> uh, you were sweeping floors at RAR. Uh, oh, yeah. No, or no, no. RAR at the time. Who yeah. knows? Yep, yep, yep. So, um, yeah, no. Day one started sweeping floors. And then, you know, within the month, I believe, we got all the tanks, the canning line, everything, and sort of built out that space. And then it was just kind of growth mode from there. So I was with them all through the um, scaling up production, at least until whatever, three years ago, I guess. So what were you, were you <laughs> brewer there? Yeah, like so I was, uh, I was sort of the, I don't know, second in command okay. in the brewing area. So yeah, uh, you then Randy. Uh, it was, well, no, Rand, yeah, Randy was Randy was always head brewer, yeah. and then it was I was just sort of his lead guy. I guess That's, I'm sorry, yeah. I said that backwards. Yeah, it, um, the super so, brewer Steve. Yeah, strong. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Damn you, was, Steve. Yeah. Um, Randy, then you. Yeah, because yep, you yep. both went to uh, Siebel together. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Siebel was great. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, I really enjoyed, uh, I think it's Chicago. I don't know where Siebel is. <laughs> I believe it's Chicago, yeah. but yeah. I would not take my word on anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so then you, you came to the crab. Yeah. If, so if I remember correctly, hmm. the, when you first open you being Earl, um, the the beer lineup on focus was a little bit different right uh a little different than it is now yeah, yeah. we were a little bit more core focused um and you know a little we weren't as experimental i guess as as we are now but um you know the the high level idea behind crooked crab is still mostly the same but is it is it fair to say because externally, it seems like Adam joining on brought a large influence of what's being done today. I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> well, I haven't said if no, that was a know. good oh, trajectory oh, <laughs> <right>. yet. But. <laughs> no, Adam, I mean, I think that Andrew did a great job, and, and he was really integral to us opening up i mean he literally built the, the the brew house and a lot of the stuff back here that we use today so i don't think we would be where we are without him um, and his fingerprints are still over this place a lot but adam has done a fantastic job um, i think he has taken our beer program to the next level um, i think that the, the stuff that we've been putting out recently is 
absolutely dynamite. I mean, if, if you have only had our beer back in 2018 or whatever, and, and haven't, you know, had us since, or you haven't been out here since, I would highly recommend to, to give us a try again. Um, cause I, I really think that the stuff that we're doing now is, is on next level. Super Brewer Steve is amazing. That, that beer is so good. <laughs> uh, yeah, Steve had a lot to do with it. So, you know, when he comes in, I don't know, what time is it? Uh, he'll be if he here, shows up. He'll be here today. Yeah. yeah. You might get a chance to actually meet the, the <laughs> real world super brewer, Steve. Um, do you make yeah. him wear uh, uh, uh He did wear a, we made him wear a whole costume. He dressed up for, for Halloween. Halloween. And I, mean, I was going to say, do you make him wear it every day now? But <laughs> <laughs> If he wants to work in the brew house yeah. uh, in the back, he's got to. He's got to wear his Mario outfit. Like, here is your new uniform. <laughs> but like the, like looking, is my assumption correct? Like there's like it, it seemed to be. So we've like a, uh, since, and I'm not saying good or bad either way. Like there was definitely like there seems to be. Yeah, there was. A, there was B-A kind of a core post a <laughs> yeah yeah uh we had a core beer model kind of coming in with a focus on draft beer and uh especially in the last two years um what's kind of changed is uh it's less of a core like a specific core beer model but more of like a core style model if that makes sense so uh, it kind of does because you always have yeah always keep some killer hazies yep um, you always have like a, is, is it fair? Like is the, cause there's not only just in the IPA ranges, there's a couple series. Yeah. So we've got IP- yeah, a few different series of say, uh, like West coast IPA, uh, new England single double, uh, occasionally cause a you, you have the snakes. Yeah. You have, yep. and that's, that's, that's West uh, coast, right? Uh, that, no, no, that's that's new England, new yeah. England single IPA. Um, then you have the I'm trying to run through all I guess Marvel inspired yeah. line. I was yeah. just Mostly, I was running back through all of them to make sure they were all Marvel because I didn't know if I should go with Marvel or Geek inspired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all you know, it kind of all falls under the same umbrella, I guess. Um <laughs> but you know, to the idea is that you walk into here and um we may not have the exact same beer on every time, but there's there is something for everyone. There's always gonna be um, a, if it's not a lager, a lager like option, yeah. say, you know, cream ale, Kolsch, uh, we have a Hellas in tank right now. That's, you know, uh, going to be ready next week. If you um, loved infinity crab, you might like crab in the rock. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, which infinity crab was an amazing beer. Oh yeah. They're, uh, and the glassware's perfect. <laughs> the well, glassware's great. We'll have I mean, to, the branding is great. <laughs> if you, if you haven't tried it, we'll send you with a four pack of crab I, I have not tried crab um, yet. it's good yeah uh but yeah so well you know we always have rotating sour series and and um rotating west coast series you know some sort of stout on tap um, although you guys re-releasing infinity crab did cause me to have to go buy the infinity gauntlet lego <laughs> just to photograph with <laughs> the photograph was perfect oh, i yeah. was uh 
I think that I, we were talking about this earlier, but the fact that the, the glass was just tall enough yeah. that you can, you know, it was, put the gauntlet around the glass. Was the gauntlet perfect. is perfectly sized to hold the stem of a tiku. It was like they had my photo in mind when they designed that, yeah. <laughs> that Lego set. Some <laughs> guy in the marketing department, like, I know exactly yeah. what this is going to be used for. There's a brewery in Maryland and some guy that takes photos of beer that this set will be perfect for. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, what other beers have been in that line? There's Infinity Crab. There was another one. End Crab. That's yeah. right. End, End Crab. Age of Crab Tron. Yep. It and it, it's funny too because I think we. Oh wait, was it End Crab that came out again recently, or was it Infinity? Uh, it was, Crab? It was Infinity. Okay. Yeah. Of that of that whole line, I think we've only done Infinity twice. Okay. Everything else has been a one and done. End Crab was really good too. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I mean, all the ones I've had from that line have been mm. great, and I love the labels. But we uh, from we, that obscure <laughs> movie series. Yeah, that, I don't know if anybody knows that one. You know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we didn't we didn't do them in chronological order. I guess. We, yeah, we were sort of after a while. We just decided to special um, delivery. Oh, wow. Yeah, the guys, the guys are hard at work in the back. Um, getting getting ahead for black friday so we have a uh knob creek barrel aged eternal death slayer right now coming fresh off the bottling line what is that from uh eternal what is death from? i don't oh. know eternal death so, yeah, boy yeah that obscure no. movie that yeah that's too obscure for me that you've obviously never seen if it, i don't think i have grandma's if, boy is one of the greatest movies of all time and uh, you should definitely watch it. If it doesn't have lightsabers in Jabba the Hutt, then I, I don't know <laughs> anything about it. That really? was one where when I, so I love Grandma's Boy, great movie. And when I first watched it, I said, Eternal Death Slayer is like the video game that they're like building or making or whatever in the movie. Um, if you haven't seen it. And I said, I don't think any of us have. That's, yeah. That would be a fantastic name for an Imperial Stout because it's such a metal name. Um, but it's, it's actually, it's, it's not just a made up name. I mean, it's from, it's from the movie. So are you Googling it right now? Oh, yeah, I'm Googling oh, Grandma's yes. Boy. Uh, I've never heard it's of all it before. The, it's all that Adam Sandler like cast. Um, yeah, it's actually, it is a fantastic movie. I believe the video game they're working on, though, it's from is... from 2006. It's from the comedy slash stoner genre. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know that I've ever noticed that listed as a genre of movies before. Oh. Well, I know what you're doing later today. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I might. But I believe the video game is, what, Eternal Death Slayer... Three? Three. Eternal Death Slayer 3. Yeah. I uh, like definitely like I would never recognize these two guys names, but I definitely recognize them from the trailer where they're sitting playing a game with a chimpanzee. It's really cool when s certain people who have seen that movie or are fans of that movie, they're like, oh, did you name that beer after the movie? And we're like, yes, we did. They're like, that is awesome. So there's a select few people that that get it. But when the people that get it think it's really cool. Do you want to take a guess at what its Rotten, rotten Tomato rating is? Obviously, 10 out of 10. Well, sir, um, it, this is, one of, I think, one of the largest 
deltas I've ever seen between the tomato meter and the audience score. <laughs> so Rotten Tomatoes goes by percentages. Take a guess at what the audience score is. I have no idea. It's 85%. Nice. It's pretty good. Now, the ratings given by <laughs> professional movie reviewers. 30. 16. Oh, God. <laughs> so that just goes to show that the stoner genre is not, the, the stoner it's, comedy genre is not the, for the, yeah. the Rotten Tomatoes judges. That's like, it's like brewing a beer not to a BJCP style. Right. They're, it's not for just, everyone. It's free form. They're just doing whatever they want. Although um, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, which I would argue is an amazing movie with an um, awesome cameo by Neil Patrick Harris, mm. that one had an 80 audience and 74. Uh, and that's probably just uh, professional critics like Neil Patrick, Patrick Harris. <laughs> right. Great movie, though. Highly recommend. I don't know. Who do I listen to, though? Audience? people or professional critics because they both have strong opinions on both <laughs> although it's only an hour and a half i could yeah, dedicate an, I think hour you and can spare an hour and a half of your life. all right so let's talk about the beer since that's actually oh, what God. <laughs> uh this so, specific beer so we're drinking eternal death slayer this is our imperial stout um and it smells well, like an imperial uh, stout oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's gone through a bunch of iterations over the years but um this version we aged in two Knob Creek bourbon barrels for 12 months. There's definitely uh, a nice, oh yeah, strong hint of bourbon on the nose. Yeah, one um, one of the barrels I believe was like a I don't know single barrel select whatever um, that came in. It's nice though the on the the like the nose of it mm. it it almost smells like there's going to be too much booziness to it. Yeah. Um, surprisingly it, it's not hot for the amount yeah, of bourbon you get off the nose but definitely. the taste of it there's almost no bourbon till the finish mm. it's a nice like you know it's there but yeah. it's not like it doesn't taste like a brewery just mixed in some no <laughs> no no, no. yeah you get it yeah you get the nice like uh oaky burnt, coconut kind yeah. of thing yeah the uh, you know, burnt caramel or um kind of brown sugar notes to it uh kind of woody but so this is a beer that we release uh, either on our anniversary every year or um, on Black Friday, just depending on, you know, when, when we barrel-aged beers, uh, just whenever they're ready is when we pull them out. We can't really, you know, when it, when it tastes good, it tastes good. Is this um, a blend or is this how many barrels? Uh, it's just two barrels. Two, okay. two barrels of the same base beer, um, which we had, I believe we filled off of that batch i don't even know maybe eight different barrels off of it but the two the two knob creek both they they tasted ready so we okay. decided to yeah, pull and blend the two together what's um, the abv on this uh the label says 12 but it's tough to tell once it goes into the barrel because if you know if one barrel is a little more wet than another you yeah. could end up ticking up a little bit we and we usually err on the side of caution uh and yeah uh the short answer is it's at least 12 it's at least 12 that's um it's a dangerous 12 too because mm. it's the same thing the aroma of it it smells like it's going to be 
a stronger beer. Mm. But it is a very smooth, not strong tasting in the alcohol sense. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have that alcohol bite to it or anything yeah. like that. Yep. Um, yeah. We uh, so uh, with this uh, with this base, we mash. We do two different mashes to get to the desired uh, you know gravity of the beer, and then we boil for five hours to kind of concentrate everything really make it real viscous um and then you know here we are in the ass to make but (laughs) it tastes great there's a reason why we only brew it maybe once a year and it looks it looks like motor oil like it should Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep so this one we're going to release on uh black friday we usually do a big barrel aged uh black friday every year so we're going to do this um in bottles and yep. we have a couple fun one-off variants of this we're going to do oh, it's like swirling well. whiskey oh in yeah a cup <laughs> and has all the <laughs> oh yeah alcohol legs yeah yep um yeah so we'll we'll do uh the plan is to do two different variations of this uh other than just the base beer what are the other are ones are we allowed to say sure uh so uh we're doing a s'mores version Nice. Eternal S'mores That's... Slayer. Uh, <laughs> oh, just wait for the next one. Uh, we're also going to do a chocolate turtle version. It's Oh, that sounds so yeah, good. Uh, turtle Death Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> there was definitely some heated meetings about these <laughs> oh, yeah. names, right? <laughs> it's mostly just we drink beer and then... <laughs> yeah, yeah. people always ask. They're like, how do you come up with all these wacky names? know we taste some beers and then people just start throwing out names and all of a sudden we have a beer called jake from snake farm (laughs) (laughs) the um this is really nice thank you well uh it sounds like you're going to be here on black friday to see what the taproom looks like when it's full of people you'll see how quickly the tables fill up oh yeah when Oh, that's a Black Friday is always a tough one for me. My, um, well, no, because, uh, I mean, we're really inside baseball now. <laughs> I, I always get Christmas off mm. at work. My, my boss always takes Thanksgiving week off. So I work Black Friday Oof. and I'm pretty much on call because mm. I'm, he usually leaves town for that. So I, I typically don't get to, a, partake so i probably won't be able to come here well if you need to hold a few bottles i know a guy i mean if you can introduce me to him that would be probably be his helpful. name is steve yeah he's yeah he's uh he'll be here later yep he's the guy will he be the one with the plumber's helper and the if not <laughs> he's fired <laughs> do you have any um anything else special plan for that day or is this the focal point of it yeah this is the focal point um you know we we like to just drop a bunch of one-off beers and and i mean we'll have a bunch of new stuff at that point than different than what we have on tap now i mean we're always releasing new beers every week so we'll have some fun stuff coming out in the next couple weeks but um for that day specifically we'll have bottles plus draft of of these barrel aged beers. Yeah. There may be, you know, uh, possibly another one off or two or whatever, but we, yeah. And then that, I think that week leading up to Thanksgiving, uh, we'll have a new West coast IPA. 
Uh, and then I think are West Coast coming back? They seem uh, to be coming back. The uh, yeah, I guess I don't know. It's kind of a niche thing now, and it's it's funny though. Like all these are they are they selling better now though? Because like two years ago, if you made a West Coast, no one was buying it. No, because they seem to. I feel like, like move more quickly now. More, more of the like newer beer drinkers. It's like a, it's almost a novelty to them. They're like, oh my god, an IPA and it's <laughs> bitter. <laughs> like, look at this. Oh, it's clear. Wow, who would have thought? Uh, yeah. Now the the last couple that we've done have they they've moved really well. And so you know, like we said, you know, we have these different series and everything. Um, this one, so our original core IPA was called I Fought the Claw. Um, that sounds like a Dan name, I think. Yeah. Uh, Dan always did all the all the music. Dan's themes. our music guy. Yeah, Dan's the music guy. Oh, that's right. There was a f- heavy focus on music-themed beers mm. early on, right? Yeah, we had Chuck Brown also, which we actually still we have on tap right I, now. I don't know. After that uh, C&D, I don't think we're allowed to say that Chuck Brown was oh, that's a music-themed right. beer. Uh, it's, it's a woodchuck-themed wood beer. <laughs> we did get a C&D for that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I fought the claw. We we decided to make a rotating series based off of all of the possible mythical creatures that could be fighting the claw. Um, and so our naming convention is mythical creature and mode of transportation. Um, we just did what was it, Vespa werewolf, uh, and then the next one is going to be hoverboard hydra. I always wondered what the meaning of those names were there's no meaning there's there's literally <laughs> well, no there meaning was a, i mean there there were like guess the story so that that makes yeah. sense yeah, yeah yeah well one of our the the way also that our artist works um you know he when we give him a an idea for a beer he'll give us multiple sketches and then we choose the one that we like the best but sometimes the second best sketch or the third best sketch might be great and we want to reuse that in something else and i forgot what beer it was but he did a minotaur on a bike and it was just an awesome label we just loved it and we're like we have to use that in something and we didn't know what to call the the beer so we just called it bike minotaur and we made it a west coast ipa and we kind of the, just went from there I yeah mean, the bike it, minotaur didn't make any sense but we we're like well we have to lean into it now and we have to just keep that we that have series no going. choice <laughs> yeah no choice uh and that you know same deal with uh super brewer steve that was uh, that was a what B side to uh, Keg Tetris. So Keg Tetris, um, we ended up going with a different sketch, and I was like, "Well, we can't, you know, this like super brewer guy that he drew. Like, there's no way we can't use that." Yeah. Um, and then it turned into Super Brewer Steve because Steve was helping us out on canning day, and we're like, "Well, this is gonna be your beer." <laughs> Then every once in a while, he just comes back with some obscure movie reference. Oh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's like guy walking down a hallway with uh, <laughs> some floating thing. Flo- floating thing. <laughs> Possibly so, made of carbonite. Explain the Big Shake video. <laughs> Have you seen or, the Big Shake video? Oh, the, I've the, seen it. The, the original. If you YouTube big shake commercial it is one of the greatest things your eyes will ever see uh it's an energy drink in haiti i believe the country and they make these it's it's literally a commercial they're like 30 seconds long there's like five or six of them um and it was somebody i I don't know i saw it on like instagram or something somebody sent it to me and it just like really hilarious um so we decided that 
you know, if we ever do a milkshake IPA, we have to call it Big Shake, and we also have to do a promotional video in the in the same vein as the. Literally, I think if you just YouTube like Big Shake commercial, it'll come up. Um, so like there's, that. Yeah. So that one's pretty good. The best one is the one where they're do in the director when with a green screen in the back. That's the best one. But all of them are great. But that's where we got the the concept from. Yes. That one. Yes. Yep. So th this was the inspiration. This is the for inspiration. The, okay. So the guy drinks. Oh, yeah, there is a he drinks the big to... shake, and then all of a sudden, oh, there yep. and there are the the There's legendary the pelvic thrusts. <laughs> the fact that this is actually a commercial that's like on TV somewhere is hilarious to me. Uh, wow, it's such that a, is amazing. It's such a funny commercial. It's such a funny concept. And nobody knows about it, which is nobody even funnier. Um, so, yeah, we, I don't I've know. We had fun with that. I've, I've watched that video you made so many times. <laughs> well, now you know. It's, now you know where it came from. I don't know if that made it better or if I'm disappointed now it made it better. Knowing. <laughs> <laughs> knowing that we're not just weird people doing pelvic thrusts in the brewery yeah. for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> that, it increases my opinion of you. Okay, um, and, and, and then well, somebody had to the be video of it. Somebody had to be the, you know, the, the pelvic thruster, the, the main, the one that they kicked it off and I decided to just go all in and, oh, and you went all in and I would do, I did it. <laughs> uh, so if you haven't seen the video for the crooked crab, big shake video, um, go find it and watch it and it's probably on our instagram somewhere yeah, somewhere on our way back media. well it's on it's it's on your it's definitely on your face yeah it's definitely on instagram i think i first saw it on instagram but i just instagram. easily found it it's, on facebook. i think yeah it's probably on facebook too. actually i'm just gonna i'm gonna link to it in the description <laughs> let me make a note of that so i don't forget link big shake all right but that commercial is really funny that's where the inspiration came from and how did you come across that? You were shopping for energy drinks in Haiti. Yeah, I don't know. No, somebody somebody sent it to me. You know, you get on these like group texts and you know Instagram group messages, and people send you funny things. And I, I just came across that somehow. I don't remember how, but yeah, it's. I just thought it was really funny. So I thought it would be well, really. You were right. I thought it'd be really funny to to try to recreate that. So what is the next Marvel? crab mashup going to be i don't know. You have any suggestions yeah i don't know if we've come up with it yet there's a whole dry erase board in the office with ideas on it but i think we're we might be tapped out on marvel at the moment okay am there's i so am i allowed cool to say marvel or are you gonna get like a carvel carvel yeah uh <laughs> we're gonna do a fudgy the whale and a yeah. uh, <laughs> no now you're making it worse <laughs> <laughs> Well, the other problem with the doing the Marvel beers is that, like you said, they're they're all great, but people want us to bring them back, and we we also want to do new things. You know, you you yeah. ask what's the next one. Well, like there's also people that want us to bring End Crab back, and they mm -hmm. want us to bring Infinity Crab back. So, so just do it. So we, I mean, it's a it's a mix <laughs> of. Well, you can't. We're already brewing at capacity. I already told you this yeah. earlier. So you can only brew so much beer. Buy more tanks. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's not that simple. I mean, it kind of <laughs> is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of like what the coolest 
mashup would be? The, the we we could do a poll or something. I don't know. Have your listeners write in crab themed names. Marvel, th- yeah. Honestly, if anybody has any great names, um, <laughs> that's something we'd be open for. Because <laughs> trying to trying to play in with the word crab, you know, there's only so many words that are like kind of similar that yeah. that we can play off of. Well, I mean, then you could just go completely different, like Spidey Crab or right. Crab Webs. Sure. <laughs> there, we were thinking, um, what were we talking about the other day? Blue and Loki, maybe? Blue and or red or crab, yeah. like swinging down from a spider web. Yeah. That would um, be good. Yeah. We also, uh, around, what was it? Around uh, April Fool's Day, we decided to lean into the whole, like, everybody thinks we're a crab restaurant. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> We get this all the time, by oh, the way. Yeah. I don't know if, if you know this. This is a thing. Do like people, emails about no, we get people showing walk up in phone yeah. calls and we get people that walk in and they ask what kind of crabs do we have? How much do our crabs cost? Dancing, do you have a menu? Dancing gnome would, I, I assume you're familiar with dancing. Oh, yeah. Gnome, yeah. Uh, once had an Instagram post that was a picture of an email asking him about dance lessons. Oh God. And, and, the, and the caption just was every damn day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, no, we uh, yeah we decided to lean into it, and we did a, a double IPA called Jumbo Lump. Um, <laughs> How many bad reviews have you received for not having crabs? Uh, surprisingly, not. I don't think we. I don't think we any. ever did. Yeah, yeah. that like, is almost shocking. Like, that oh, someone I, I drove all the way out yeah. there, and I can't believe they didn't have crabs. Well, thankfully, there's a there is a crab restaurant like just down the road from us. You so partner up with them. Anytime somebody comes in here and asks about crabs, we just point them in that direction. Honestly, we should probably receive some royalties from them <laughs> um, because yeah. of all the business we're sending their way. But yes. So that, that being said, our next, uh, our next double IPA is called all you can eat crab feast. <laughs> that should really help with. The oh yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, we're just leaning you know, into it at yep. this point. Yep. Get that Google <laughs> juice. <laughs> oh, if you want crabs, we're, we have an all-you-can-eat crab feast. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that's just what the, like, the next whole line would, should be. Like The next one could be soft-shell crab, mm-hmm. <laughs> Dungeness crab legs. <laughs> like just <laughs> Backfin, yeah. <laughs> just really adds to the confusion. <laughs> I mean, although this may be a mixed, missed opportunity for you to open a Crooked Crab, um, crab food truck <laughs> to sit outside that sells crabs. Yeah, I mean. I don't know if I would trust buying crabs from a food truck. Yeah. And I don't know why I wouldn't because food trucks typically make amazing food, mm-hmm. but it just seems like crabs aren't something you should buy from a food truck. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's too much work for me. Yeah, I would never want anything to do with food service. It just seems like a nightmare. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, we. we I mean, we've used food trucks here from the beginning, and that was for a reason. Um, it, it can be frustrating at times having to deal with with food trucks, but it's better than the alternative. Yeah. Do you um, do you typically have a food truck here during the weekends? every day yeah uh so we're open seven days a week we typically don't have food trucks on mondays and tuesdays just like bring your own food but uh, generally wednesday through sunday we'll have a food truck here 
and you can still bring your own food if you want. What are your hours? Um, during the week, we're open 2 to 10 on the weekends, uh, 12 to 10 on Saturday, and 12 to 8 on Sunday. Do you have to close that early in this I think neck of the woods? We have to cl- so weird that yeah, Maryland is... It's Anne Arundel County. Um, we have to close at 10. Um, so yeah, we could stay open later on, on Sunday, but, you know... If there's nobody here, then yeah. there's just not, there's no point in being open because 12 to 10 is a long day. And yeah, and there's probably aren't a ton of people out drinking till 10 o'clock on a Sunday. Right. Nah, like you just come here and get a four pack to go. Yep. Yep. Um, and you, you mentioned your anniversary. That's in January? February. February. Yep. So close. I know. Almost nailed it. <laughs> One out of 12 chance. <laughs> <laughs> but I would. Uh, I mean, I was thinking end of January, so I was I was close. Yeah, it was yeah. mid mid February. Yeah, Still it's right around. Close. You know, if you, you know, if you you want something to do for like a Valentine's Day kind of thing, just go to Crooked Crab. It's always that week. <laughs> it's always that week. It all, it's always that week. It was it was uh, February seventeenth was our opening day, in two thousand eighteen. So this will, so your five year anniversary is coming. No, uh, four, four, four year anniversary. Four year. Yep. Math is hard. Um, are you, do you have anything planned for that? Are you doing anything special? Uh, we definitely will do something special. We will definitely pull out all the stops if any of our past anniversary parties have been any indication of that. What we haven't planned specifically um, to be determined. You you probably you probably didn't miss an anniversary party then, right? Because you would have had it right before, correct? Mm-hmm. And then yep. by the time. Yeah, we got lucky. Everything was opened up. You were you would have been able to have another one. Yeah, in in 2020, yeah. we had a proper anniversary party. Um, that was like weeks before everything got shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 2021, this year, uh, it was still a little different than in years past because we were still under some capacity restrictions. Yeah. So we put more of a focus on takeout beers and yeah, a, lot a lot of the of special things options. a lot of the special things we did we offered in crawlers or you know because we did we could only have so many people here um but i think 2022 hopefully fingers crossed if everything keeps trending the right direction it should be a, a pretty fun time what um what do you have coming up that you're excited about uh well we've got barrel age black friday mm-hmm. coming up um what is that november like 20 8th or I don't know whatever 26 26th yeah, yeah whatever the day, the day after Thanksgiving, day after Thanksgiving. Right? yeah 26 yeah, 26th mm-hmm. um, so that one's gonna be a real fun day I have never gone Black Friday shopping Man. well the best it Black Friday like shopping miserable idea to me the best yeah. Black Friday shopping is for beer so yep. yeah so come the come especially to crab, uh, local beer especially get, local beer especially if you want some absolutely delicious barrel aged stouts. So we'll have yeah. a few of those in bottles. We'll have a bunch of stuff on tap. Uh, it'll be a fun time. Um, that I'm looking forward to. And then, you know, I think just beyond that, I'm, I'm looking forward to our beer. I was honestly. about to say you're forgetting something um, really important. So that oh, one, yeah. <laughs> if you come out on black Friday, our collab will be on tap and we will have it in cans available as well. Yeah. Um, Makes great, uh, holiday gifts. I don't know. Stocking stuffers. Uh, it can easily thing. fit four cans into a stocking. Oh yeah. Yep. hundred yeah, percent. So that one's coming out, uh, November 17th. That is what you said. Uh, sure. Yeah. I should know. I should know my own schedule, but uh, yeah, it sounds about right. The Wednesday before yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's, 
at least as of right now, um, you know, Pending f- any follow us on social <laughs> yeah, media, but, yeah. um, yeah, we'll, we'll be dropping that on the 17th. So draft and cans. Um, so I'm looking forward to that one as well. Where do people find you on social media? Uh, crooked crab beer. Is that right? I, I, don't I think know. so. I think I it's crooked crab beer. Um, it's either that or crooked crab brewing. I should probably know this actually. I think it's crooked um, crab beer. Yeah. I think it's crooked crab beer. Um, Instagram on the record is saying you should. Yeah, it's Crooked Crab Beer. I was right the first time um, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, you, you know, we are pretty active on there. So if you want all the latest and greatest, um, follow us. And um, yeah. On a scale from one to 10, how important do you think Twitter is to craft beer? <laughs> Honestly, you know, I used to use Twitter like back in the day. Um, I, I personally don't use it anymore. Neither did, neither so, I. um, I, I go through long stints of forgetting it exists and every once in a while I'm like, Oh, I should post on there. And then I'll go and I'm like, I, now I remember why I don't go. There's it's, it's more niche, I think, but the, yeah. the people that use it are definitely, love it. they love it. They're, they're pretty hardcore about it. So I wouldn't say it's, um, it's worthless. There's definitely people that use it, but it's n- not as, not as widely used as Facebook or Instagram. I mean, I would say Instagram's the most important for beer. You'd think that, but we have a way larger following on our Facebook page, and we get it's a lot more engagement. The big shake video. I yeah. mean, That's honestly, easier to find on Facebook. That definitely drove our engagement up for sure. <laughs> it had a lot of views. It did, as it should. It's a great yeah. video. I think it was uh, Big Shake Batch Two, where we threw all the cereal in the mash. That that drove up our followers. <laughs> When you see a bunch of uh, Fruit Loops and tricks floating in the... Oh, uh, we're not allowed to say that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I forget. Actually, it was like knockoff brand. It was, yeah. yeah. It wasn't actually. we bought like one box of brand name cereal to make it... For the photo. For the photo. For the but gram. Mo- most of it was like some other O's or fruity something yeah. dino bits fruity dino something. bits yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what it was fruity yeah. dino yeah. bits it's just like just literally describe what it is yep <laughs> How would you describe this intellectual property? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah, we did that in a big shake. That was fun. Mm. That is probably the best example of like intellectual property skirting is the the generic version of fruit of uh, cereals. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's every every single one is like it is literally just describing what the real one is. Like, Even the branding, the branding too. Is. It's yep. the same color and the yeah. same like yeah. You can tell exactly what it is. Yeah, there's no, there's no. They're guessing. not trying to hide it. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we got goes a fet, mm-hmm. the obscure movie scene for a label. Uh, it's from Star Wars for the uninitiated. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I've been told. <laughs> the, the word in the brew house yeah. is that it's this, this movie called Star Wars. That there's this Some people have watched it, apparently. <laughs> yeah. There's this character that a couple people have mentioned named Boba Fett. That <laughs> <laughs> Some guy, yeah. Uh, that comes out the 17th. I'm super excited to try that. One, my first ever uh, Imperial Goza. Mm. Ours too. 
and I just expect it, that it's going to taste amazing because yep. it's kind of punchline inspired yeah. and I love the punchline series. Hmm. As is everything we do is fantastic. So yeah, I mean that basically that's what I was trying to say. Um, is there anything else that we want to talk about? Uh, we will be pouring beer at a couple of festivals this weekend. Give a little bump to the uh, oh, yeah, the Brewers Association. We should talk uh, a little bit about that. Baltimore Craft yeah, Beer Baltimore Festival Craft beer Fest. will be there. Uh, DC Craft Beer Festival. The first return to Baltimore in two years, I yep. think. Yep. Yeah, back at the waterfront in Canton. Where it's a great the, venue. Where the, um, the, what do they call the grand biggest winning best in shows best in show yeah. best in show winner from the maryland craft beer competition will be announced i think yep. all the rest of the winners are all will be announced later this week are they all announced at the i don't i don't know i know that the judging on the rest of them has been completed but I, they haven't been announced yet so. okay so at the festival you could definitely find out mm-hmm. all Good the winners one. from the maryland craft beer competition I believe there are 50 or so breweries. It's at the beautiful Canton waterfront. Is that what mm-hmm. it's called? Yep. Awesome location. Yeah, yeah. we'll be there. Uh, we'll have some dope beer. We'll be slinging it. What will you be serving at that? Uh, we are, what? We just kegged it today. We have Jake from Snake Farm. Uh, <laughs> can't say that without laughing. Uh, the next in our New England IPA snake wrangling themed beers so uh just kind of like a it started as an inside joke uh whenever we're in the back working with brewing hoses and there's just a mess of hoses everywhere we call it snake wrangling and uh and then we just started riffing off of it and all of a sudden you have jake from snake farm because the first in the series was you pointed out it was pit viper right uh no yeah it was was like uh, okay yeah, it was Snake Wrangler, um, Danger, Danger Noodle. Noodle. That was the, um, I love that. I'm, I mean, I'm assuming that's from the series of memes. Oh, of yeah. Like yeah, what yeah. The, yeah. The nope rope. Yep. Danger yeah. Noodle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, uh, I think Aslan stole the name Nope Rope. So we. I don't know if we're going to do one called that. but Space Macaroni. We yeah. did. We did a, galaxy, it was a Galaxy one. So Space Macaroni. Um, that, yeah, Pit, Pit Viper, Viper. And now Jake from snake farm (laughs) (laughs) and i love on the the can art too just all of our cans there's so many like minor details that you probably wouldn't notice unless you were looking for it or knew but every new beer in the series the guy's arm has an extra band-aid on it so the first one he has like one one band-aid and the second one he's got two so this one i think he's like four or five five, i think yeah Um, so it's just like funny little things that he that he throws in on on the cans that you wouldn't even notice there's there's also there's a lot of easter eggs of yeah hiding uh an image of one of our other cans on a newer can or a character from one of the cans or, you know, all how, kinds of things. How did you get hooked up with your artist? We found him. Uh, Chris Bishop is our artist, by the way. Follow him on social media if you like any of our can art. Um, uh, what is it? At Bish- Bishopia? Bishopia. Bishopia. B-I-S-H-O-P-I-A. I think so. Um, he His art is fantastic. He's an illustrator for PBS Kids. Okay. Is his um, day job. He's He does a great job. But we found him on Instagram, and uh, he's relatively local. He's uh, Northern Virginia, um, and we just reached out to him, and 
he seemed pretty stoked to to work with us and and you know it's kind of a fun creative outlet for him to do something different than than what he does for his day job so yeah and he's definitely uh definitely a star wars nerd so when we kind of leaned in on all the marvel stuff and everything am i still allowed to say marvel um yeah i'll sure. allow it <laughs> uh he yeah he he was very receptive to all of our uh nerdy kind of i don't know but his style just ideas. plays really well with stickers awesome oh yeah. yeah his style plays really well with with who we are in general i mean we're not we're not very serious guys and you know we kind of we just like to have fun and, and brew beer and his style is very fun and, and playful so it, it works really well does he do any other beer labels or just for you guys just for us. I think he does. Uh, I know he's done some posters and things for different, like, I think he did uh, the Pie Tasters, a ska band. He did, like, a bunch of posters for their okay. tour, I think, and some stuff like that. Ah, there's the Jumbo Lump can. Yep. can. That's nice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have the, the crab boil stuff there, too, like corn and a shaker that could be filled with Old Bay. Who knows? It better be spicy. I'm going to follow him. There we go. That's some good artwork. Yeah, I've always um I've always loved your labels and then I always wondered like how what was the um connection to your uh artist? Yeah, he does a he does a fantastic job. Is he done them from um the very beginning? Yep. Is he, mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so uh pre-covid, I guess like, you know, it's maybe two years ago we were only you know we'd only have maybe two different cans at a time available and once we stopped selling uh kegs to restaurants and things um it kind of jump-started us canning everything we had um so that now it's like i mean that's just become like the new i don't know cornerstone of what we're doing is literally new cans every every thursday uh, now we have, I think there's like 12 different beers available almost every week. Do you can everything at yeah. this point? Yep. Not, so. um, I mean, some like barrel aged stuff like this. Or yeah. Some so we do batch those things we don't. Well, I guess but. more do you package everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like you don't have draft only. Yeah. So right. our, uh, you know, our crowler machine, which got us through a really tough time. Uh, it, it doesn't see as much action as it used to. Yeah, we have um, you know 16 ounce cans of everything that we do full full production scale, and then any of the, the specialty smaller batch stuff. Um, you know, the barrel aged, like we were just talking about, that'll go into 500 mil bottles. What does your distribution footprint look like? Uh, right now, we so we self distro everywhere. Um, we're just in Maryland and DC. Uh, we're about as far west as Frederick. Actually, we might have a couple places in like Hagerstown, um, and we're as far east as we, we have some some stuff on the eastern shore and up in northeastern Maryland, and then we go down to D.C. and, and southern Maryland. So mostly like central-ish Maryland. Um, better beer stores generally can find some of our stuff on the shelf. What what's your what styles are you drawn to personally? that you enjoy drinking? Uh, for me personally, I drink a lot of hazies and a lot of lagers. Uh, I've been really into dry hop lagers recently. It's like my, like New Zealand pills, like my favorite thing. Um, 
but every now and then I'll also crank it with some some pastry stuff. Rockwell Brewery has a fresh batch of Big Crispy right now available. Freshly canned yesterday. Sounds so, is that what you just dropped off to us? Sure did. We'll oh, be drinking yeah. it later. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um yeah, no, I also, you know, I tend to I tend to go towards the lager side of things or uh New England's but not necessarily like too high ABV. I kind of want something, I, you know, I usually head towards something that's a little more sessionable and a little uh, cleaner, I guess. What's your favorite style to brew? Uh, we've been doing, we've been trying to do a rotating lager series. Um, so we did a New Zealand Pils. Uh, we have a Hellas in tank right now. Um, Bohemian Pilsner. Um, Pilsbow Baggins. Yeah, Pilsbow Baggins. Uh, <laughs> How to get that one also, out there. Also, totally not uh, mm. copyright infringement. No. It's an archer. It's an archer quote. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> it has nothing to do with that movie that you may be yeah. associating it with. There's no fellowship in this one. It's just, it's all just. It's not like there's a, a ring and a dragon and a mountain on the can art or yeah. anything. Yeah, nope. I feel like this may have been your idea, Earl. Uh, well, no, I think, I think Adam came uh, up with that name. Cause the level uh, of excitement was, well, I yeah. love Archer. Oh, yeah. Archer is a great show, but, um, I mean, no, it's just a great name. It, and it just, <laughs> I think the second that he had mentioned that I said, yep, You're like, all yep, in, done, done, do it. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, um, I, I love, you know, uh, brewing more challenging style. I mean, not that, not that every beer is not challenging in some way um lagers especially at our scale uh tend to be a little bit more challenging and uh dedicating the tank time and everything is is always um it's tough so we you know we try and fit them in you know like every other month maybe yeah. throw one into a tank and um you know try something different i've you know didn't brew a lot of german beers uh at my previous job aside from say hefeweizen um, which, yeah. So doing lagers is, is something that has always intrigued me. So do you come up with the beer name first and work backwards <laughs> or the beer first and then try to name it? I think it, it depends. Yeah. It depends. Yeah. No, sometimes, uh, well, like I said, we have a, we have a whole dry erase board of just like dumb ideas and names in the office. And, uh, sometimes the beer sometimes the name comes first and then the beer follows or vice versa we're like oh i want to you know brew a whatever schwartz beer and then we start thinking like all right what you know what kind of dumb name can we come up with for a schwartz beer um so i don't know yeah i'm guessing all of the um all of the uh space balls references oh, yeah. are pretty played yep. out at this point yeah that was like that i mean just from <laughs> yeah from the get-go we're like all right uh how do we you know like you know use the schwartz may the schwartz be with you all that stuff is all every yeah i mean naming beers is insanely difficult yeah nowadays. uh if you if you look up the name all the good names were taken there's like 12 of them already probably more <laughs> at this point because you was, know what i i never even looked to see if there was another beer named goza fett uh, did we look at that i don't know if we looked it up 
I don't think it matters. Usually that's the, that's like number one. We're like, all right, look at, look it up. And if there's another one, how many check-ins are there? And it, I don't think, um, I don't think it matters because there definitely wasn't, there haven't, I, I would remember if there was a Maryland brewery who had done it. And I feel Mm. like that's the only time it matters. Yeah. I'm only seeing one on untapped and only has 20 check-ins. It's probably a homebrew. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Which good. is good for free beer. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think we're good. I was fine with it either way. Yeah. I mean, it could have been, well, no, I wouldn't say like it could have been a stone one. Cause then you'd probably get, <laughs> although can you, can you really sue someone for intellectual property on your beer <laughs> name? That is questionably <laughs> taken as yeah i mean most breweries don't have trademarks on their beer names i mean yeah. some do um but so i mean even if like a couple people have done the same name before as long as it's not like a, another local brewery or some somebody near yeah. us where there could well, I'm be pretty some sure confusion. if a brewery went to trademark uh goes a fet yeah. they might be like you really? sure you want to go yeah. that road, yeah. guys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Setting yourself up there. Uh, but it, it really doesn't have anything to do with that obscure movie. Right. Um, well, gentlemen, thank you so much for allowing me to play Brewer with you. Um, Super Brewer Chris. Yeah. And for uh, sitting down with me today. Super Brewer Steve is an amazing beer. If you love Hazy's. You owe it to yourself to get some of that. Yes. And we will be brewing either that again or a follow-up of that soon. You know, we like to do our series. So definitely keep an eye out on our social media for sure. I mean, if, if you're a fan of Haze, it is per, like it is Haze at the level of everyone that you consider to be the best Haze makers. Like it's, it's phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. So, gentlemen, thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And come out to Crooked Crab on the 17th. Try some of our collab. It'll it's be delicious. Be delicious. And hopefully you get the reference. Yeah. From it's super obscure. Obscure, but, obscure <laughs> movie. We might, you know, maybe we'll show it on the, on the projector screen that day so that people understand. Yeah. You have to fill people in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Cheers. Cheers. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook, and if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, that's good.